Well, hello there and welcome back to the Connected Adventist podcast. It is always lovely to have you and thank you for spending your time with me. On this week's episode, we are going to discuss the power of influence, but not so much the power of influence. I think it's the power of experience and I guess the weight that your experience can have on the opinions that we make of people. All right, let's begin. So the reason why I wanted to share this story, because I have someone on my Facebook and to be totally honest with you, I know very little about them. Actually, no, let me, let me, let me say that again. I feel I know a lot about them, but it's not from my own personal experience with them, but rather it has been as a result of me knowing someone who worked with this particular person and because they worked with this particular person for, I think it was like over 12 months, um, from when I sort of knew that person and they worked with this particular person. And so because I knew them, because I knew this person that worked with this other person, um, they would often tell me, you know, like their work ethics, their leadership, um, I guess techniques, I, how they handled the situation, how they managed certain things and I just learned a lot about this particular person without ever meeting them and I came to really respect the way this particular person worked based on the stories that I had heard of how they dealt with things, how they interacted with their staff. There was just so many so many things that I learned about this particular person from this friend that I had and It was really interesting because I felt I knew this person based purely from the information that I had received from the person that worked with them from this friend. Um, And as I continued to like, you know, as, as they continued to work longer with this particular person and I learned more of them from the stories that I was hearing about them, I I guess I was just really drawn to this person in the sense of like, wow, like they know so much. They navigate really difficult situations in such a like such a wise way. Anyway, so at some point I ended up uh, sending a Facebook friend request to this particular person and you know, they accepted it and whatever. So now I have them on my Facebook and I sort of, and so now I can sort of see what they're doing um, through Facebook, but you don't really get a good glimpse of who they are in terms of, I guess, the inside scoop of what I had from someone's firsthand experience of working with this particular person. I mean, you see you know, you see sort of like their personality and all that stuff come out on what they're doing on Facebook, but you don't, you don't see what I see. Um, I guess there's a lot of, there's a backstory to, to their posts because I know how they are as a leader, as, um, someone who works with a team of people and, and all that kind of stuff. So 
At one point, I was actually able to meet this particular person on two occasions. Um, and I didn't really interact too much with them. I think it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, wow, I actually get to meet them finally. Um, and because I had I had gained a lot of respect for them. And the type of person, people think I'm really outgoing, you know. Um, I am an extrovert, but... I'm an extrovert with generally with people that I know when I'm in situations that I don't know people, I will try and hide. (laughs) I was at a wedding recently and, um, I actually processed why I did that. Anyway, I was at a wedding recently and I'm, I'm always a really helpful person. If I have to choose between socializing and helping, I will always be helping. I'm the type of person that I'll be like in the kitchen or I'll be helping to set up and pack up rather than hanging out with people or getting to know people, which is really not good because I feel I miss a blessing in just meeting new people and, you know, learning from them and being blessed by them kind of thing. Anyway, I was at this wedding. Okay, this is totally off topic now, Um, but that's... (laughs) let's just digress a bit. Um, and I was at this wedding and I was just like, I really want to help. I really want to help. And then at the end of it, at the end of the wedding, I'm like, wow, I probably missed out on like meeting a whole bunch of people, um, interacting with people, getting to know them, catching up with some people that I already kind of knew. Like I really avoided the social interaction and opted out for helping, which I was like, God, do I do that because I just genuinely want to help? Or am I doing that because of this particular situation? I was like, I don't want to have to engage with people and be vulnerable and go and sit with people that I didn't really know. It was really weird. So anyway, um, that's on my list of things I have to work through. Okay, back to the topic. So I met this particular person and... I think I might have like been like, hey, how are you? That was about it. Because they knew of me through the person that we knew that he worked with. Um, and so we knew each other kind of. We knew of each other but didn't really know each other. This was the first time we met and then I met them a second time um, later on. Like I think it might have been like a year or so later. Anyway, so as this person their stuff pops up on my Facebook. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I still have such a huge respect for this particular person. Know very little of what they're doing now um, because their circumstances have changed. So they're not working in the same area um, where this person that I knew worked. And so there's a lot of stuff that's changed and it's been like a few years now, but I still have the same degree of respect for that person. I don't even know if they're the same kind of person anymore. I don't know if they're the same type of leader, if, you know, their work ethics is still the same, if their work values are still... I got no idea where this person is and in their life, but I still have a huge amount of respect for them. And as I was really thinking about, like, how much I respect and value this particular person, I was like... I'm like, now I get it. When we read how people were drawn to Jesus through the Gospels, people that had never met Jesus, people that had never had any interaction with Jesus, just were in awe of who Jesus was, 
although they personally had never had a one-on-one experience with Jesus. I really came to understand that when people wanted to be near Jesus, when people heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth that was in their town, um, I could see why people would be moved to go reach out to him, to go find him, to go be wherever it is, to to walk amongst crowds just because they knew that that Jesus guy was somewhere there. I really understood the power of our experience in, I guess, impacting someone else's opinion or the value that they place on someone simply because we have experienced that firsthand. And so when I thought about that one, I'm like, okay, now I get it. I get it why so many people were like, never met Jesus, never been in his presence, but I've heard so much that all I want to do is to be in his presence. If the opportunity arises, I want to be there. I want to be in the midst of that. I can understand how that came about. And because I was like, I, I really feel like this was such a similar experience with this particular person that I, I have on my Facebook. I was like, you know what? What is the experience that I share with people when I talk about my savior? What is the experience when I sit and talk about my church, my faith, my God, my my experience as a Christian, when I sit with people who don't know my Jesus, what do they, at the end of that interaction with me, by the end of that conversation, what is it that they are left with? Are they in a position where they're like, wow, I just sat with Catalina and I'm like, I want to know that Jesus. I want to be in the presence of that and I think that that's really important I feel one thing that I will say that I believe about Adventism and again please you know I'm all for balance so trust me from someone who has gone from one extreme um, I definitely believe there is value in balance and I think within Adventism for way too long our faith experience And the conversations that we have with people have always been so strongly pushed, (laughs) let me not say pushed, have always been really strongly based around theological experience, if that's even an experience, rather than probably more theological knowledge. The Adventist faith or the Adventist experience, I believe, for way too long has been centered around theological accuracy rather than experiential accuracy. And so what I mean by that is when I sit down with someone and share with them about my faith, many of us will be like, (laughs) this is is me. So when I sit down with a person, this is not me now, 
I mean, sometimes it may be like that, but generally, like, I'm not that much as much. Okay, this is, okay. Okay, let me, let me try and explain myself before I put my foot in it. I'm very dependent on the Holy Spirit's leading to give me discernment as to what it is that I need to share with this person. Prior to this, I'm like, everyone needs to know that Saturday is the Sabbath and that that is the seventh day. Okay, that was just me. I'm like, let me, what what faith am I? I'm the one that goes to church on Saturday. And I go to church on Saturday because that's what the Bible says. And um, till this day, I will honestly say that the ver- the verses, the Bible studies that I can give off the top of my head are the Sabbath, state of the dead. Like they are the two that I can give you without without a Bible, without notes. Um, and so that, that, that was, that was how I shared my faith. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that, but what I'm saying is that we have to be very sensitive to understand, Hey, there is so much more to the Christian experience than getting the right day and knowing what happens when I die. There is, I believe that there is more that can draw someone to Jesus than those two doctrinal beliefs. Okay, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> okay, sorry about that. It's very cold and I'm extremely sinusy, so that's why my voice sounds the way that it does. Um, so when I when I think about, hey, when I sit with someone... What is that person going to leave with? What is going to be their takeaway from the interaction that they had with me, one? And secondly, if the conversation allowed for us to speak about spiritual things, what is the spiritual takeaway that they're going to have from this? Oh, Catalina goes to church on Saturday. That's random. That's weird. Or Catalina spoke so positively about her faith. Catalina, man, she was just so happy because she has so much peace and it's a peace that God gives her. Catalina is so confident in the purpose that she has in her life. Like I want to have that confidence. So I'm very, I'm very careful as to what my, the limited time that I have to interact with a person and what that interaction will leave that person. I'm I'm very aware of that. And I think within Adventism, within Adventism, we... Look, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm saying this like with a really broad, as a really broad statement. I think within Adventism, the majority of us are living a faith that is based on, I'm theologically accurate. Sorry, my nose is. And we base any sharing of our faith on that, I believe, as a majority. Now, trust me, I've been around people who are the exception to that statement. And it is pure bliss being around people who share their faith as something that is so relevant to everyday existence. Yeah. Um, 
I think there are aspects of our faith that aren't as relevant for us on a daily application, but rather um, they have a they have an importance as to how we live today, but do they fortify my faith so that I can continue living today with the challenges, with all the hardships, with the painful realities, with the emotional trauma, with whatever it is, you know, with the conflicts that I'm having within my marriage, with the problems that I'm having with my teenage kids, with the sickness that is impacting my family. Like, I really want my faith to be something that people can be like, wow, I can actually apply that to my marriage. Now, I might not have spoken to that person about marriage, but if I can speak about the greatest things that Christ has to offer me, eternal peace, freedom from suffering, victory over my flaws, and my character defects, transformation, hope. Like, I want that to be what I share with people because I want that to be the very thing that they're like, I need to find out more about this Christian faith. I need to find out more about this Jesus guy. I need to find out more about... All of that, I want them to be drawn because they're, they're, what they heard of my experience was so powerful that they learned to value my savior and my God without ever personally meeting them from themselves. And I think that that, that power of how we share our experience and I don't even mean like I mean if we look at the examples like this example that the, the parallel that God gave me about how people were drawn to Jesus without even knowing Jesus they were drawn to Jesus because they knew of what he was doing many of them had no idea that Jesus was their messiah but what he did in people's lives was enough to be like let me give him a go and that's what I feel we need to do more. Um, I think that's what our church corporately needs to try and focus more on, oh my nose, on what Jesus has done and is doing for us. And the harsh reality is if we don't have anything to share about what Jesus has done and is doing in our lives then maybe we need to take time to draw closer to God to really ask him to work in our lives to continually reveal himself in our lives that and reveal himself in the sense of let us like take the blindfold off our eyes because it's not that God needs to show himself even clearer because he's always there we just don't see that he's there. And so whether it is that we are really intentional about seeing God's fingerprint in our lives and in our day, 
so that we can be like, wow, that was such a God thing. And then when we hang out with people, we're like, you know what God did this week? Like I was like, couldn't believe it. And then we have a story to share. Now, I will admit, when we're at prayer meeting on a Wednesday and and um, the person that's leading, I was like, so what blessings do you have to share this week? I get so annoyed at myself. Like literally I get so annoyed at myself because I go blank. I'm like, oh, I'm like, God, I know you did something. I know you did a ton of things. Please let me remember one of those things. And I, I think because we're just so used to not sharing the greatness of what Jesus is doing in our lives, what God has demonstrated and revealed to us. Like, I think we, we're just so used to not sharing our, our experience, like our faith experience that we just go blank on so many situations. So when we interact with people, we're not even going to be thinking of the things that God has done for us. And so, Yeah, I really want to encourage you to really just think about that. Um, Try and and share Jesus in a way that people are going to want to follow him. They're going to want to send a friend request, even though they really know nothing of the person. They're going to want to send a Facebook friend request just because of what you've told them about your experience with him. And in saying all of that, I want to also give the opposite end of this <laughs> this um, topic. If you've been hurt by the church, and again I say by the church, if you've been hurt by sinful humans who interact and try to be Christ-like and try to do their best in just being a nice person, being a Christian person. If you've been hurt by people within the organization of religious ideas and religious organization, I just want to really encourage you to be really careful in how you share that experience because many people will take that experience on as the experience that you have with God. So we may have been hurt by someone in the church and because we speak of that person and we speak of the trauma and the pain and just the straight out nastiness that these people have, um, we can push people away from ever wanting to step into a church because we've told them that people like this are in our churches because we have told them the reality and and trust me we know the wheat and the tares will grow together until Jesus comes there will never be a fully converted church there will always be a Judas in there somewhere um, doing their thing hurting people treating people a certain type of way Um, so the reality is that they will always be those tares but We have to be very careful in focusing so much of our conversation, emphasizing so much on the one disciple out of the 12 who betrayed Jesus. Um, 
and making it, giving the impression that that is the whole church experience. Because ultimately, I believe that many of us with the way that we express ourselves, whether for the positive or the negative, can draw people to church or push them further away. And we have to be really careful because there's a lot of people who can't separate churches and like church people from God. There are people who don't want to give God a chance because they were hurt by someone at a church. Um, and you know, that's, that's not a good thing. Like that, that's a mistake on their part. But at the same time, I totally understand why they believe or they, they link God up with humans and they're just set up to fail kind of thing. So yeah, that's really important. Let us be really, really careful about that. Let us understand that we can do a lot of good for the kingdom of heaven and we can do a lot of like damage to people's experiences um, based on what we share and based on what we're experiencing for ourselves. Um, and I want to finish with, so I've joined a gym and the reason why I've joined a gym <laughs> is for multiple reasons and I'm going to share on a podcast that whole thing. But I will tell you the reason why I joined the gym that I joined was because someone gave me a really positive um, review, whatever you want to call it. They've had a really positive experience there. And literally, that is the reason why I joined that gym. Their opinion of the gym and what they thought of the gym was enough for me to be like, I'm coming, I'm going to that gym. There's like five gyms in Bundaberg that I could have joined or different types of like CrossFit, all these other types of um, gyms that I could have joined. And I was like, I'm literally going to go to this one first, check it out. And then I was so convinced that I'm like, I have no desire to go to any other gym. And that's how powerful your experience and the words that you speak and how you share your faith can have on someone there will be people that will go to your church just because of what you said about your church. And there are people who will never step into a church because of what you said about your church. Um, so yeah, may we be on the positive. Um, may we be the people that are sharing an uplifting experience of our faith. So it's of what we experience with God. May that be what we share understanding that the church can hurt us, leadership can hurt us, church members can hurt us. But ultimately, like let your faith be established on God, not on who I go and sit in the pews with week in, week out. Um, yeah, because it can have such a powerful influence on people. I still have a huge amount of respect for this particular person on my Facebook. And I don't, I have no idea what they've done with their lives in the last like three years but based on what I did know at the time is what I still carry on like three years later um so yeah your opinion and your experience is so powerful that I pray that you can find an experience with Jesus that is so uplifting 
that it draws people closer to him. All right, I'm at 27 minutes. I'm getting so good at this half hour thing. Okay, until next week, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate your support. Um, Yeah, thanks. Thanks for hanging out with me. Until next week, my prayer, my hope, and my desire is that you stay warm in God's love, that you stay cool for Jesus' name, and may we stay positive in our experience with Jesus uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit as he continues to work in our hearts and reveal to us just how present God is and how much he's blessing us and how much we see his providence in our lives. All right, I'll see you all. Bye.